This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet robe. Let's just get right into it today because we have got to break it all down with Miss Sarah Frazier. Thank you, David. As I'm picking the blueberries out of my teeth, like how classless. Anyway, oh well. Just listen, it is. We are doing this on a Monday morning, and I am just. Oh, I know. Can somebody just help me? Can somebody just help me in life? I'm so tired. I can't. Not to like date us, but I mean, it is kind of post the Thanksgiving holiday. Are you feeling like the fatigue? Like, did you have a fantastic Thanksgiving? Was it fabulous? I mean, listen, it was just, I mean, yesterday I had another dark day with the diet. I'm going to, listen, I'm going to be honest with people. I'm going to be honest. And I don't mean dark day, like I fell off the wagon and ate. I mean, dark day of like, I I can't even get out of bed to go sit at that computer to respond to an email. I was just so exhausted. Now, mind you, I also went out and I got on a flight and I'm in Miami now for Art Basil. So there's also that. Which is a whole nother thing, but let's put that aside. Okay. So there's a lot going on, but I just was like, I am just praying to somebody that I have energy to sit at a computer. I mean, t- today's Monday and I'm not going to like waste my life and not work. Oh my God. I don't, oh God, I don't know how you do it. That would, I, I just could not, I, I don't have the good. willpower to like keep like giving myself the shots. I'd be like, oh my God, screw it. It's not worth it. I'm here at Art Basel. I'm oh, having I a martini here. this afternoon and I'm eating so much food. I don't know. It would be awful. 
Listen, I am here. You know, we might have a in-person possibly. Listen, you know what I say? Until somebody is sitting in front of me, I don't believe it. But we might do a in-person R-H-O-M. Miami's back. It's December. Miami's back. We might oh have an in-person. We might have an in-studio Miami housewife recording this week on location at Art Basel. And then we might have another Miami housewife recording from home because this person says, I'm not leaving my house. So we might have two Miami housewives coming up for you guys. Then, Let's see. Okay. First of all, you know, Miss Yontif makes me jealous twice over the Thanksgiving break. One, she sends me this photo decked in Louis Vuitton. I was so jealous of this bitch. Then she says to me, I'm hanging out with TLC royalty. Now you all know the Sarah Fraser show. I mean, how we sort of came together, we shared love for reality, but I am like a TLC fiend. Sister wives, thousand pound sisters, my 600 pound life. Like I watch them all and I have all these people on my show and David has all the Bravo people. So then you text me and you say, I'm, and I know who you mean. You're hanging out with Darcy and Stacy, who are- That's I, only half right. <laughs> Who else are you hanging out with? Well, uh, here's the thing. So I oh, went jealous. out Saturday night in the city with Miss Kim D. We had a whole to-do of it. And then, believe it or not, it's not even Kim. I have another friend, this girl Gina, who is in our group, me and Kim. And she is really good friends with Darcy and Stacy. She's told, oh, she's told so me this. Like, and when I say good friends, I mean like has went to the wedding in Connecticut. She went to Florida and Stacy's wedding. Because they just had, I think they just even renewed, did they, I can't remember if they got married for the first time or renewed their vows, but it's all going to be playing out in January when the show comes back. See, you know, no, I didn't know. I was like, but I was also totally <laughs> sick on Saturday. It's, isn't this great when you're sick, like multiple days in a row. And Kim D has like her, her drinks and she gets drunk and, and she's out. So Kim is, does the Irish goodbye early. Although, is it really an Irish goodbye when you say you're going to Irish goodbye and then you see her <laughs> sneaking out? So Kim, so I was really like, I'm so, like, I gotta go. But Gina was like, well, listen, Stacy and Florian are coming from Connecticut. Oh. Florian. So, so I'm hot. like. Hot. Hot. So I'm like, okay, well, um. Connecticut like where in Connecticut she tells me where and I'm like that's like two and a half hours away she's like they're they're getting an uber so it was supposed to be Darcy and Stacy and they're two I guess Giorgio there's somebody named Giorgio well I, Giorgio's off the scene Giorgio is also oh. super hot and sexy you know he's from DC where I originate and you know he was a massage therapist there he might still be you know a lot of rumors about Georgie and Georgie is the one Georgie. that reportedly was with Aaron Carter's fiance and that ended Georgie and, and Darcy and Georgie so we may see that this next season i mean the fiance kind of looks like Darcy <clears throat> yeah fiance, yeah Aaron Carter's yeah. yes fiance yes the one that he has now that he has the child that he had the child with right that Eight. before he passed Yes. Okay, well, they kind of look alike. So she was, I was like, okay, fine. So, I mean, sure enough, at 1030, the, the Uber pulls up. We were at, we're at Mastro's and in walks. So Darcy decided not to come. There was drama and in walks Stacy and fucking Florian. Now, I don't really, 
I wouldn't know these people because, you know, but yes, I said, I have to tell this to Sarah. And then, of course, she's like, you have to go on David's podcast. And I'm like, please don't involve TLC. No offense. I just I don't have energy for a network all these times. She's like, we might have to. So then she's telling me about the new season. And I think she was just kind of like into me because like I really wasn't into any of her details like I had no idea I'm like so wait so you've been married before right like I I I I, I knew nothing I, I knew nothing about Stacy nothing oh, well they are they are TLC royalty they've been on for years and years they are identical twin sisters and of course now they get all this plastic surgery I mean they go to Turkey to get their veneers done they go to um, honey she was talking about all of this she was talking about Turkey and the teeth and I mean she had nice lips she had her lips done very well I know. And they, and apparently they have a pretty successful clothing line. I think that also like they partnered with someone from Miami. Anyway, they're, they're amazing. They're amazing. They, and this is all in Connecticut. Cause like she's, this is going to be on the new season. Um, the, you know, the father had, I think a heart attack, the father, something happened and the Hot. girls had to go home. Oh, really? Oh my God. Have you seen the dad? He's no. like, He's a young, he's so hot and he like has some business where he would try travel to China all the time. Anyway, he's, oh my God. And you know, that is now the women stand by because they've been, they've done my show twice. They stand by that. They have made their own money from the clothing line, from other ventures. You know, the audience believes that it's the father who has kind of bankrolled them. And I do believe there was something where he co-signed for a house or bought them a house. Anyhow, so a lot of people believe the dad is really the one that bankrolls this whole thing. Um, and he is smoking hot and and divorced from their mom. Like, I think he's available. He's so hot. Lorian was hot. I was like, I need a moment. But Kim D was not there for any of this. She did not meet Stacy. I mean, Kim doesn't give a fuck. She's like, whatever, I'm going home. It's like, bravo people. Yeah, Kim's like, okay, whatever, I don't care. I don't need any new friends. And let me tell you before we move on, that, that's, listen, I'm not judging, but that's Stacy. I mean, so they came like at 1030, which I'm not saying is late, but we had been out. We went to Baccarat Hotel and then the plaza. Like we were out since like 5 p.m. That So it was like the end of the evening for just my friend Gina and Tony then, but then they ended up staying over. But that's Stacy. In that Florian, they kicked back to catch up. Like, I think Stacey had like seven vodka on the rocks in a matter of like 35 minutes or something. I, not that I'm counting because I'm a total alky, but I was like, girlfriend seemed beyond sober. I'm like, I got to take a page out of your book. Like Kim D has two drinks and she's literally falling down in the street. No, no joke. The, the woman falls in the street. She doesn't know what day it is after her two drinks. This Stacy, I was like, this bitch has a hollow leg. Oh my God. I love it. I mean, that's coming from you. And I mean, Mr. Yontif is out. I mean, oh my God. I, well- you you partied with some of the best on TLC. I mean, I was, was like, Sarah is going to be so proud of me. I'm like, if this, like, I didn't even know who these people. I mean, I, of course, I know Darcy and Stacey. Like, I've heard of them, of course. But I was like, you know, she kept saying, listen, if I come on the show, I'm not going to be able to give you that much. I'm like, honey, I know how to do a preseason interview. Don't worry. I don't want any spoilers. Trust me. We got a lot more we're going to talk about. So let's see if it happens. She has, she DM'd me. I have three DMs from her that are unread. I don't know what they say. I haven't gotten to that yet. I love it. Well, I listen, you know, I was doing a car ride from LA to San Fran and back and I listened to your full Jerry Springer interview and it was so good. I just, I love your interview style. I love Jerry Springer. I love him. 
It was so good. Well, I do too, because he just gives so much insight, I think, into television and, um, I don't know, but also I really hate him because I cannot understand people who did not intend to be famous and then like fame just finds that it's just like the most irritating thing. But those are like the most authentic ones. Because they don't care, right? They don't care. They're like perfectly fine to go back to their life if they're not famous. Like to me, he was perfectly fine being a news anchor for 10 years in Chicago, former mayor, like lawyer. He would have been fine to go back and just be a lawyer. And could have cared. And yet he's a complete television icon. I think Jerry it, is an icon. He is. Oh, my God. I mean, think about that. Like, think about one. Will we ever have a talk show like that again? I think we will. Um, but two, I mean, yeah, because everything's cyclical. And I think it's it was a form of entertainment. And like Jerry said on your interview, these were people who you know, went to the phone, went to the website, went to the TV show, put themselves on TV, wanted to fight with their friends and their family. And, you know, they just sort of upped the ante by allowing the audience to kind of bum rush the stage or whatever. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I think people will would watch. I really people will watch anything if you are willing to take a stance and say, I, I don't give a fuck what you think. Like, this is the show. I, of course, you need a network or you don't. You put it There on could be like a modern day Jerry Springer, which I mean, listen, I still, he said it. I mean, I still think we wouldn't have all these housewives and we wouldn't be talking about any of this, which we're about to talk about without Jerry. So yeah, you're right. I love it. So anyway, what the hell do you know where I want to start? What? Cause I just, I can't bring myself to read these articles. So I need your, what is going on with Erica and these earrings? Like, I don't even understand. Like, I'm just like, does anyone care? And why are they not the real earrings? And what is going on, Sarah? Well, okay, here's what I decipher from this from our guy, Ronald Richard, who is an attorney um, who has an interesting backstory himself. Uh, and in backstory, I mean, um, oh, he used to be married to the woman who is who was Donald Trump's, um, oh gosh, uh, treasurer. And she got into a lot of trouble because when her husband, um, oh, okay, I'm killing the names. Anyway, Google Ronald Richard. He, he has a little bit Richards, of- Richards, yeah. I mean, he's the bill. He's the one that's, this is his new life's work. He's been on the case since day one. Correct. And he has a little like pop culture crossover himself. Anyhow, he went on over the week and basically says that EJ, what I decipher from it, because it was very, very confusing, is that Erica turned over a different set of GIA, which is just a term for certified diamonds, uh, to the trustees than the actual $750,000 earrings. Okay. So my thing is, I think what I'm understanding is two things are true. I think the earrings that we saw her wear in um, Aspen yeah. I th- are the ones that she turned over, right, to the trustees. I don't think those are actually the earrings, believe it or not, okay? I think those are another set of earrings that, again, breaking down Ronald's tweets— they had a home robbery invasion in 2007 and some earrings valued at about 250, 300,000 were stolen. Then in like 2009, Tom Girardi replaces those. Okay. So my understanding is I have no idea what they look like, but she turned those over to the trustees. Okay. And those are the ones that are being auctioned off. But the ones that we keep hearing about these million point four, are actually something different. Does that make sense? 
It makes sense, but it just, I mean, look, I didn't read this because I'm like, I don't even fucking care anymore, but it goes to the whole like, what? Like, this is where you get yourself in trouble. It's the same thing of like, overshare people when you're involved in a fucking lawsuit. Like, was that disclosed or is Ronald Richards just like discovering this? Like, was she trying to be shady in this? Because th- then, you know, now that then I might start turning on Erica over here again. Do you know what I mean? Like problem with Ronald's. OK, I think Ronald, my personal opinion is Ronald is no dummy. I think Ronald is planting these things to uh, just to continue to make her character look. Uh, look, I yes. can be totally you know, I'm an EJ fan. But what bothers me about this is if you go to his Twitter and you look under after he puts this, people are like, so wait a second. Are you saying that the earrings she wore in Aspen are different than the million point four ones or 750,000? And he goes, I think so, but I'm not sure yet. You know, he I, he to me, he's just dropping this nugget, which I'm sure is true in the sense that she turned over these earrings. Okay. And that's why like, because the whole thing is at auction, they were valued at less, which I think is what raised this whole thing. So the other day, our favorite Real Housewife from New Jersey and I miss Kim D. We were texting for literally like an hour about if we had to be stuck on a deserted island with either Teresa or Melissa, who would it be? And these texts turned out to be so hilarious. Kim is like, I wish I had some way to save this. And I'm like, well, now you can. I told her about Keepster. Keepster is the only way to turn your favorite texts and photos into a beautiful keepsake book. So think about that group chat you're in, the funny moments with your partner, any text you turn to Keepster and you can turn them into a keepsake book. How it works is you download the Keepster app onto your computer, choose your favorite text, photos, emojis, inside jokes, and then Keepster does all the rest. And their technology makes it super easy to add additional elements to your Keepster books. I'm definitely turning these texts into a book for Kim for the holidays, but you know what? It got me thinking, Keepster makes a perfect customizable gift for anyone for the holidays. Keepster books start at just $12.99, so it's super affordable. And it's great even for a last-minute gift because you can get a digital copy while you're waiting for the physical books to arrive. We live and share so much of our lives on our phones, right? Now you can save what's special with Keepster. So if you have an iPhone, head to keepster.co slash velvet and put in promo code velvet for 25% off. That's keepster.co slash velvet and use code velvet for 25% off one last time keepster.co slash velvet 25% off right you see what I'm saying like it was appraised at like 250 so that's when I think I guess Ronald said how is that possible which I agree I mean an auction house is great at appraising that's what they do I mean, now, you know, then he tweeted on November 23rd, Erica Jane is being accused of a 750K earring mix-up as attorney alleges she gave Tom Girardi's bankruptcy trustees a different pair. Okay, mix-up meaning what? That she intentionally did it or didn't? That's why I feel like this is just like, we're putting this out there and it could be a mistake, it could not. Like, it just... I, I don't know. I don't make much of this aside from obviously he's representing the trustees and I feel like he's going to do everything, you know, in the public opinion arena, as well as, of course, the law to like discredit she and Tom, because obviously they want to get the most money. Yeah. So, I I mean, I, I agree. But I, I don't even understand then what all that means. Like, I mean, I understand what it means, but then what? Like, is that OK? Are we auctioning these off? 
Have we forgotten about the original airings? I mean, again, I just go to like, he goes on to say in his tweets, I'm sure there's a good explanation for this, referring to Erica's mix-up. What do you think? This is what he's asking all of us on Twitter. Receipts will be posted later today. We tried to dumb this down as you always request, so we are holding off on the receipts until we get a consensus everyone understands. Ask, ask any questions you would like. Um, and then let's see, what did people write? Uh, I'm sure they had quite a few questions to that. People are like, no way. Um, it's just going to be another reason why everyone goes off on Erica Jane. Uh, yeah, but it's also like, I just feel like there's no, um, it's very confusing that he put this out. Um, okay, then somebody wrote to him, what is the likelihood that EJ sold the 750K diamonds, replaced them with much cheaper diamonds and pocketed the difference? Ronald writes, we can't guess like that. Um I'm wondering if you, Ron, are the attorney working on the case. Two, do you really think Erica should give up everything that Tom paid for? Yes, we have a case against her. And yes, she should pay the victims. I don't know. It's just to me, I hope people, like, it's it's, it's such a burger. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. Well, what's also going on now? We have to look into this. Who came up with this about Diana Lied? Okay, well, God, I hope these people have the correct. Um, although, you know what? This this is kind of like a really interesting one because your lawyer friend there, the one that's become so popular from the Johnny Depp trial, she had this guy on as a guest. So supposedly this guy, uh, a lawyer confirms that Diana Jenkins lied about the $100,000 donation to the um, plane crash victims and says it's total crap. I'll be curious. Jay Edelson of Edelson PC, the law firm suing Tom and Erica on behalf of Lion Air flight victims, recently revealed that the reality star did not donate as prompt. The class action lawyer has previously claimed Diana had not reached out to the Chicago based firm for assistance in locating the five families of the other 184 crash victims defrauded in the settlement money from Tom Girardi. He appeared on Emily Baker's podcast for an interview and spoke candidly about Diana. First, he commented about how difficult it is to watch Erica Jane, yada, yada, of course, um, and her extravagant life. Um, and then he goes on to basically say the 100000 donation to the widows and orphans of the Lion Air plane crash, even the ones who claim that they care about the victims, who is the most recent housewife getting booted off. He's referring to Diana. And he essentially says um, that it was crap. Interesting. Really? Posted, I know she posted a letter basically, or well, I guess it was a press release. And he finds that to be so shady. He says that she what, died- like that. Hey, everyone, I'm, I'm donating. I just want to let you know. Yeah. He says so but it was all a fraud. Okay. That's what he claims. But boy, I, and I guess, I mean, you're on Emily Baker's podcast and <clears throat> you know how litigious Diana is. So I guess it better be true. I mean, it sounds like it's true, Jesus. I mean, it's not It's not going to make anyone more ingratiated towards Diana Jenkins. That's for sure. And does anyone even care about that anymore? I don't know. I'm so over. I mean, God, am I just so fickle that like once the season's over? I mean, you know, Andy has spoken out too now recently about, you know, listen, I think it was, I think it's a little confusing because first Andy made the statement that Beverly Hills is on pause until January. 
my understanding is now his new statement is like kind of backtracking the January thing yes. and saying like, you know, this is on pause and we need to revisit it in the new year. So it's like, I don't think it's the same thing. I think it's now like, listen, I'm not sure January's happening, guys, right? Is that how you take it? That's how I take it. Our podcast episode today is just like clear, is just like confusion and clearing up confusion. So essentially, exactly, you just nailed it. It's not, it's on pause in the sense that it's, that's what you had predicted and you and I had talked about for weeks, which is it's taking a couple month break and it will be back filming in January. He won't confirm who's on, which to me leads all of our theories. Rin is back. I don't you even know. think it's January though. I, I thought that his statement made it like, no, it's going to be longer. That's that's how I took it. Oh, I took it as like, it's a couple month break, but they'll be back filming first of 2023. Mm. I, well, that's to- in like two weeks, Sarah. That's in like, it's three weeks. I mean, I don't know. I, don't I know. You, you think you don't think it will be back in January. You think they'll wait longer. I do. I thought that his initial statement was January, which it was. That's true. And the new statement is not mentioning any, like, why did the press make it such a big deal if the second statement was like the same as the first? I took the second one to be like, you know, we're taking a several month break. I don't know. Several months to me is not January. That's like only two and a half months. I thought it was like, let's try to figure this out. I I, I think it's going to be longer. I don't think, I mean, I don't think enough time has really passed. I mean, yeah, we have to film it and everything. I just think we're in for a, a, a little break. I think we're in for a longer break. I mean, I could see, you know, because like you said, look, we're basically in December. So, you know, January 1, you know, so I yeah. could see this starting more in March, but I mean, I think, I don't think it's like, yeah, it's not the back-to-back filming they experienced before. But to me, I think this statement from Andy s- says there's a lot less controversy for them behind the scenes than there is for us, if that makes sense. Do you know? Like, I know you all had a create. I mean, he did go on to say it was a, it was a record-breaking season, everyone. So you right. think what, like, just like, there's not, like, we're not really reevaluating Rina as much as you all think and like status yeah. quo, status quo, guys. His ratings speak. I mean, rating, they, they had enormous ratings. And I personally think that he wants to break it because, you know, he wants to let RHOP and Salt Lake kind of have their mm. moment. In that article, he said, oh, well, we're in the midst of one of the greatest seasons of Salt Lake yes. so far. He did Which say that you don't agree with it's okay it's not it's not as great but i think you know he knows like if ever if he says we're we're starting to film february 1 i mean people are going to kind of be like just anticipating that drama i think if he just doesn't have a date it's still like let's let everything play out I I think he's leaving the door open and I do think there will be a Jen Shaw special. They'll want that to be very highly rated and talked about probably in January because now her sentencing has been pushed back to January 6th. This Hmm. woman, I mean, I don't know how it keeps getting delayed, but okay. So I, yeah, I mean, my, that's my take. I think he, I think they want everybody to focus on these other shows and people are right now. They are. I mean, I did, think that was strange when he's like we're in the middle of a record-breaking season on salt lake and potomac and sure sure and again i'm finding potomac a thousand times better than you know i think it's, it's a good season for potomac i just salt listen i am trying so hard i am trying 
so hard to love this season of Salt Lake. I have nothing against it. I love each of these people. I think it's so interesting to watch Meredith and Lisa Barlow. I think they're just interesting to watch and observe. Whitney, too, is like so they're just all so it's like all the elements that are there. I want this to be great. So, OK, I'm going to give the second half of the season a real chance. I agree with you. Listen, and I wonder, and listen, you never know until you have the contract, right? But I mean, Rina is as cool as a cucumber. She is out doing her errands in Beverly Hills, yeah. buying her magazines. Yeah, I mean, and they were at Elton John with EJ, with Diana. I mean, but this was the advice that I gave to Rina. This is the thing that I was screaming. I was like, just start posting about your life, errands, and di- did Lisa Rinna listen to us here behind the velvet rope and take our advice? Because this is what I was saying, girl, just post about lunch with Harry and buying milk and pumping your gas. Just <laughs> post and pretend that like you're not in on like the cognizant, like what is going on with Beverly Hills. This is a wow. good strategy for her. I think this finally, it's like, girl, keep this up. I think it's only going to help your case. I I love Rena, like I've said, and I love EJ. I don't care what you say about, the, and you know, here we go, right? With Potomac, I'm all over the place a little bit, but I want your thoughts on this. You know, this past week has been rough for our girl, Robin Dixon. You know, people want Robin Dixon gone after one of the latest episodes of RHOP, filming Wendy, Miss Osefo during that fight with Mia. Oh, I mean, what people- is, I mean, I saw that. Now, why is it? I mean, first of all, listen, Robin, I don't think this is such a bad thing that everyone now kind of hates you uh, overnight. I think it's like, welcome to the game, girl. You know, you and I have even been like, yeah, seven. And like you and I have even been, I mean, I really, like, I've, I've been hard on Robin of like, she should be the next to go. Like, you know, you got to contribute. I mean, like, I, I like Robin as a person. I really do. Um, Welcome to the game, Robin. Now, why is it that everyone is so irate with her? What did she okay, really do? In Miami, they had a fight, Mia and Wendy. And Mia throws a drink in Wendy's face. Then they kind of go after each other. Production comes in to stop them, stop Wendy. What was not a good move by Robin. And people feel like she really has it out for Wendy. She's, you know, against her, you know, that it was colorism, all kinds of things that people are saying. Yeah. Wendy is sort of saying, Wendy, I mean, sorry, Robin has come out and said, I was trying to tell Wendy that she had a lot to lose. But Wendy takes, or Robin takes out her cell phone and starts filming and basically saying, I'm TMZ, I'm TMZ. And really like filming Wendy during this fight. And, you know, I get what people are saying. It's like, you're almost kind of setting Wendy up. Like you're instigating Wendy. You want Wendy to attack Mia, even though you say you don't. And really it was Mia's fault. And what everyone is shocked with Robin and Giselle is they're defending Mia when they, you know, why? It was Mia completely wrong. And that's where they're claiming colorism. They're claiming colorism big time. And, um, you know, but I do agree with you. I mean- I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing for Robin, really. I mean, but Robin's been trending for days. People want her gone, how awful she is. Um, you know, and Monique Samuels has come out. Monique Samuels says she, you know, she told Wendy, be careful. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, what Monique really doesn't like these women. Monique said some of these women on the show are like the most low-down, desperate, lonely, crotchety things you've ever laid your eyes on off of the show, too. 
Monique goes in and she says she called Wendy before this season and said, they're coming for you and your family. Be ready. Tis the season. We are in the thick of it, guys. Are you guys having fun this holiday season? Well, I am because everyone's getting a gift from Lululemon. I mean, Lululemon's really the only brand that I wear. Their ABC Slim Fit Pant for men. Oh my God. It's not just that they're so comfortable and they move so freely. They're so versatile. You can wear them to work out. You can wear them to like a fancy event, a business meeting. And you know what? All the women in my life are getting Lululemon. All these housewives that we talk about all day. You guys know I'm friends with a lot of them. They're all getting Lululemon. Now, listen, I'm not going to get them workout pants or or anything like that because I can't be guessing everyone's size. I can make a lot of faux pas that way, right? But Lululemon has so many great accessories. So all these housewives, I'm going to choose between the women's socks, yoga mats, water bottles, scarves, keychains, gloves, mittens, hair accessories, bags, belt bags. Should I keep going? It's a one-stop shop for your holiday shopping, lululemon.com. So for everyone in your life this holiday season, just go to lululemon.com. You'll be shocked at how much variety there is. And they have great deals too. Enjoy, have a great holiday, lululemon.com. We all get so busy in our daily lives, but I can't stress how important it is to prioritize your mental health and wellness every day. Because if your mind is clear, it allows you to accomplish everything else that you want to accomplish in your day. When you work on yourself, you start to see positive changes in all areas of your life. Talkspace has helped me with all of that, and I wholeheartedly recommend them. I can't tell you how much they've helped me with therapy. You can sign up online, you get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within only 48 hours. You can tell text, video, or send voice messages to your licensed therapist at any time. And it's so incredibly convenient. I mean, I don't like leaving my house, nor do I have time. You get to have virtual sessions right from the comfort of your own home. And did you know Talkspace is the number one therapy platform? They have licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, anxiety, depression, relationships, and so much more. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash velvet. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace com slash velvet to get $100 off your first month. So don't wait till something goes wrong in your life to start working with a therapist. That's Talkspace.com slash velvet. Be right. I and- saw that. How does Monique know? She just knows how the game is played. Like, it's just like when, like, we were talking and when I had Catherine Edwards on, we're like, who is the Rinna next season? It's not Lisa Rinna. That was her this season. It's not Erica Jane. It's it's going to be like Sutton or Kyle, like that's what they do. So I guess Wendy is just good like that. And she's a producer and she's like, let's do process of elimination. Who needs to take a big fall? And I think it's going to be Wendy. And then she calls Wendy and tells her this. Is that what it I, is? You know, Monique, I, I yeah, I mean, Monique's certainly been in it, right? Like Monique, I, I think Monique sees how Giselle and Robin kind of also like pick their favorites and Ashley sort of aligned with Giselle and Robin. And um, yeah, and they, we they, can't go after candy gal. Cause that's like boring. And we've done that 800 seasons. We, and they, they kicked off the season going after candy gal, right. With this stupidness. Again, my only issue with this season is how absolutely dumb this thing about, you know, Chris sliding in Ashley Darby's DMs. It's so not true. He, he sent her an IG like message. 
And Candy Gal just did another interview where she's like tripling down and she's like, no, you don't understand. Like Giselle Bryant needs to be terminated. She's like, I'm just trying to find it. Sorry. She was like, she's like, I think she did it like now, like after last night's episode, I forgot who it was with, but she's like, I just need to understand why Giselle has a job here. She's like, you got to get rid of this girl. So Candy, and she, yeah, she said what they did to Chris is just like ludicrous and just everything. She, she, she's really, she's not backing down against, she's, she said Candace Dillard on how heinous claims by RHOP cast, oh, affected her marriage, breaking fourth wall and why Giselle's role should be recast immediately. So she ain't no fan of Miss Giselle. But Giselle is the Rena of that franchise, you know? I mean, I, I, I think Rena has more going on in her personal life, like her daughters are modeling. Obviously, Harry's, you know, Hollywood royalty in his own right. He's been in the business 50 years. I mean, you know, but Giselle plays that Rena part for Potomac, and she stirs the pot, and I think she knows who she's going to aim it at. And Wendy is the target. This, I mean, because it was so stupid that fight. You know, Mia came over and goes, "Oh, I saw Peter Thomas, and he said you never called him when you were coming to Miami." And it's like, why would she? They're not business partners yet. They may not be. She's here on a girls trip with other women. Uh, she's married. Like, why the fuck would she call? Who cares if she calls Peter? Like, and Peter's a businessman. You think Peter gives a shit if like she reaches out? Sure, if she's already there and she's like, "Hey, Peter, I'm in town" or whatever, but. I mean, she has three fucking kids. Like, she's got things to do. And Mia, I don't know. Mia kind of rubs me the wrong way now. So, like, I'm not such a... I, I can't get behind Mia. I, I don't really... It has nothing to do with this. I just don't really understand the true appeal of Mia. I'm just not feeling it. That, that's my honest opinion. Like, not even this. Just in general this season and, like, last... I don't really understand the appeal of Mia. That's just me. Well, I think you're going to have another season with her because I do think the financial stuff that's going down is really reminiscent of Jen Shaw. I mean, you know, the story goes supposedly that Mia's husband's brother stole all their money from all these um, chiropractic firms or whatever they have. And so it's like, oh, wait a minute. What do you mean he stole all your money? So are are those stores closing? Is that, are you filing an insurance claim? Like what's going on? I mean, I think there's some going to be some drama there. And does she even mind it, really? Because, I mean, this gives her something to talk about. I think this, to me, is like what Carlos King said, like, bring back the originals because the originals didn't know how the good they were. And, like, for Carlos, and I can see what Carlos means, the Jen Shaws, the Mia, they've studied these shows. They've studied. watched. They, they know what they are there to do. So there's just an inauthenticity about them versus... Back yeah. when we, the Phaedra's like they didn't a lot in of other words, like, you're claiming that they are thirsty. In other words, the way you stay, yes. She's like, Mia's a little thirsty to me. And also, I mean, did you see this? That I mean, and I haven't like delved into this, but apparently, like um Monique and Chris are not coming back to Love and Marriage Part oh, Two this next speak, season. Speak to me. Yes, I saw this on several news outlets. Um this wow. does not okay. First of all, I I feel I don't know how you feel. I love Monique Samuels. Monique Samuels, Ashley Darby, Candy Gal, those three have like been super supportive of me, given me so much like come on my podcast. Monique's put me on the show twice. I mean, I, I love Monique. Well, where are they? We need them back. I know. I have to really, I have to really I I need to make more time and I need a fucking assistant. But anyway. <sighs> you and me both, sweetheart. Go on. So 
anyhow, um, but I, I don't think this is good in the sense of the rumors of Chris and Monique's marriage. I think we all know that reality TV puts a strain on your marriage. I think, do I think they're still together 100%? Do I think they're probably having some marital issues? Yes, and that's why they're taking a break. But they are not, their love and marriage um, season two for DC, they're not filming. And, you know, Quicksilva and his wife who are, well-known in the D.C. area. He's a radio personality. They've been friends with Monique and Chris for a long time. Monique and Chris, I think, are the ones that really got them on TV. So for Monique and Chris to not be on, you know. I I, agree with all of that. I think that Monique, and this is why I love her. I love Candy Gal, too. Like, Monique is, I think, truly not a fame whore. She is not playing the game. She is not thirsty. And I think if push comes to shove, she will always choose her real life and her real marriage and her real children and her real existence over drama on a reality show. I do. And I, I agree with you. I think they're like, we have way bigger issues on a daily basis than going and filming a fucking TV show right now. And I think she's fighting for her marriage. I, I I agree with everything. And more power to her. Because let's go down the list of Desperado, New York, and Potomac, and Miami, and Bell. Let's go down the list of all the Desperados that would do anything. Picture of Jennifer Aiden in, in New Jersey, if, if, if her marriage was falling apart. You think she would say, oh, I'm going to sit this one out? No. She would be like, bring it on. And yay, I have a storyline. I do. So I respect Monique for not going forward. And I also don't think that's so great about her marriage. I don't think it's, it's good for them. I mean, I hope they work it out. Like I've met Chris several times. Chris is so nice. I mean, they're terrific together. Again, you know, you don't live with them. You don't know, but I hope they have three beautiful children. Um, So I hope that they good for them. Good for them for stepping away from a show. If that's the reason, I don't know. Maybe it could be other reasons, but um, that's what people are saying. So I hope and it works. By the way, staying on Potomac for one more minute. Um, apparently Michael Darby has spoken out that he is not happy about Luke and Ashley. About yeah, about oh, Luke and Ashley. I want Michael Darby to make an appearance so badly. Can we also get Michael Darby on behind the velvet rope slash or ex Sarah uh, for your uh, show? I have tried, sweetheart. So like, can you make that one happen? I have had my team reach out to him. It's not, it's never, it never happens. I want Ashley. I want Candace back. I want Monique back. I want Ashley back. Can you hire an assistant when we hang up to, to do, to do all this? Um, by the way, I mean, I also want to know what's really going on with Luke and Ashley. No one's really, I mean, is there a real statement? Like, do we know for sure they're hanging out and where does he live minnesota i think like normally or something i think between minnesota and new york yeah he says he's making the effort they're having a ball they were in i believe they were at top golf in virginia over the weekend the thanksgiving weekend hello Mm. they are still hot (sighs) and heavy and michael darby apparently according to ashley doesn't want her to be with anybody well, okay. he needs to, right, he needs to wake up. I mean, he's getting his dick sucked by all these guys. So he just needs to wake up and realize, like, you can't want something and you can't not want the thing in front of you. Although I think she probably wanted this divorce more than him. I mean, that's the sense I get. She says that, by the way, in the article, she says the more time that goes on, the more she's she's very happy about it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I I'm sure they had a lot more going on in their marriage. But I think, you know, look, Guys obviously wants to get down with who he wants to get down with. 
I think when you're before you have kids, that's like all good. I don't think she cares. I think she's very open. But once you have two young sons, and I mean, I think Mike's the party, you know. And I think it's like, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to take care of Michael. If she ends up with Luke, I'm so funny. Someone in the comments, I think on our YouTube, was like. How did Ashley Darby go from being a sugar baby to a sugar mama in like one week? Like she is a sugar mama. Cause let me tell you something, Luke Goldbrinson on winter house slash summer house. He's not even on summer house anymore. He ain't earning even a third of what Miss Darby earns in her Bravo paycheck. So oh, they, earn, they must earn like peanuts on winter house and summer house. Don't you think? I mean, they have like a peanuts. quarter of the rate. Peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Oh, and by the way, the rumor is, I'm not going to say where I heard this. You can put two and two together with how we started the show. But rumor is that the TLC people ain't so taken care of financially. That's the rumor. How dare you speak about my <laughs> like that? Dave. Well, I mean, listen, I love the I, I love a thousand pound sister just like the next and sister wives and brothers who fuck their mothers. And I love all that shit. But, you know. I just, I don't know if TLC is paying pretty well. Um, You know who does want to be paid pretty well? The one, the only, Tinsley Amortima. Tinsley, oh my God, we need Tins back. What do you think is going on with her? Because I read in the Post, and of course, you know all the New York Post people, but I had read that she was like not interested in coming back to this legacy show. And then like in the 12th hour when they were ready to move on, a source very close to her says, okay, now she's willing to entertain it. What do you think is going on? Apparently she has a fabulous life down in Palm Beach, Florida. I mean, look, I think Tinsley is also really authentic. I don't think she needs the money, unlike all the rest, you know? And I think that she, I don't think Tinsley's really like dying for the fame. Yeah, of course, I think she loves it. But, you know, she was the it girl on paid six, you know, back when she was on the CW on her other reality show way back in the day, which was all about her called High Society. I just think Tinsley, like, you know, I think she's more into like life. And I think she's wounded and she wants a man. And I mean, listen, it's hot. Like if you're in, look at, you're not, this isn't going to film for nine months, this legacy show. But I think like, yeah, if you love your life, oh, to come back to New York. I mean, what are we going to get her an apartment? Is she going to live back in the Marmar Hotel? Like, how is this going to look? But look, with Ramona being out and like Jill Zarin in and Kelly Ben Simone and Countess Luann and Sonia and Dorinda, that's five. We, we can't have the kiss of death, five. They need two more. It's like, it is process of elimination. Like, I think they need Tinsley more than she needs them. Who You tell me who are the remaining two spots or one spot going to go to on Legacy. I mean, you can get what you want about the word Legacy. Ramona's it's not Ramona. They're not using her. She's fired. So who else is now in the legacy? I think Heather Thompson had a chance. I don't think so after she returned. And I think it just that left now too inappropriately. Who who now deserves legacy status? Alex McCord doesn't want it. They would love Alex McCord, I'm sure. Bethany's not back. So by process of elimination, we are now, it's not going to be Carol. We're, uh, our, 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 our choices here are like Aviva Dresher, Tinsley, who's more of a part of this legacy? I think Tinsley's been the sixth logical choice. I think they need her. I think they need her. 
Uh, I do too. And I think she'd be great. And, you know, obviously Tinsley and Dorinda have, you know, a lot of butting heads chemistry, I think. And I mean, Tinsley was part of the reason Dorinda was exited. I mean, Dorinda just got so nasty against Tinsley. I mean, obviously Tinsley triggers Dorinda in some way. Um, So just the the chemistry would be good. Um, And she has natural chemistry. Like she knows them all. Do you know what I mean? Like she truly... She was just pictured um, over, she was in Augusta. She ran into Sutton Strack, or I don't know if they planned to have something, but there's pictures on the internet like a week ago um, over Thanksgiving with her and Sutton just meeting up. Which you oh, I believe it. Well, they're Southern, you know, to some extent, you know, I mean, oh, 100%. I, I think we, I hope we see Tinsley. I think that would be, I think she is a draw for sure and would really help that show. I think she's a draw. And if they're going to do a seventh person, I don't even know. My mind goes to Aviva. Who else could be the seventh person? Like, it's not going to be Jules Weinstein. It's not going to be Cindy Barshop. It's not going to be Leah. It's not going to be Ebony. I mean, we're just going down the list. Like, who who is exited? One, who is the one that was the constructor, you know, the um, construction? I always like her. You know, she was like kind of oh, a lesbian kind of Friend of, of Barbara Kavovit? I I, enjoy, I follow Barbara on TikTok. I know I'm the only one, but I've sort of, I don't know. I think maybe I'm attracted to Barbara. Like, I think Barbara's you like my- be. I know. I kind of, something about, you know, a woman that runs a construction site, but Barbara's kind of hot and she's a little trashy. I love, and she's New Yorky. I just, anyway. Well, it's not going to be her, friend of, but she would love it if it was. Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, am I forgetting anyone? I think- the only others, I, I don't, I don't think we're going to have seven. I think we're going to have six and it has to be Tinsley and we can't have five and there's really nobody else. And I think if there was a seventh, to me, the one that makes the most sense would be Aviva just as far as like, I don't know, like who else is there? Am I forgetting anyone? I don't know. I, I don't think there's anyone else. I still think, look at there's no amount of money that they can get Alex, but I think she would be. I mean, I'm looking right now. No, there's literally, I literally, oh, oh, God, how can I forget her? Tateman, Kristen Tateman. Oh, which one was she? I don't even remember what she looks the like. Blonde. She, she's the one whose husband was accused of being on Ashley Madison. Kristen or Aviva would have to be the seventh. And I mean, Aviva doesn't travel. She's agoraphobic. So if this is going to be they're going to go away anywhere. She'll have to work that. I still think Aviva would be better than Kristen, but that's it. There you go. But just give it to Tinsley and move on. And by the way, we're not seeing this forever. We still have to do Reboot. Um, And is anyone excited for Legacy? Maybe if Reboot's a total failure, you'll all love to watch Legacy. I don't know. Okay, we'll have to do this on the next show. Yes. We have to get into, you had said there was more to the Lizzie Savetsky story, and now we know. Now we know. Didn't talk about anyway. Next show, we'll have to do a deep dive into this. But you and is wondering- anyone going to even care about that in a week? I think everyone's moved on from that. She's never on the TV. Everyone's going to forget her name. I mean, you know, she has a life, and I don't know if she cares. But we're going to move on from that soon. It's like it's so much like I don't know. You know what? It's as you said. Why I? It's like to your point when we started, and Andy, I gotta wean myself off Beverly Hills. There's a lot else going on in the world, but I feel. They want us to. <sighs> the list, that's big. I, that's big. That big. I, we'll get into that next show. But I mean, one, I wanted to see her so badly uh, just to see what she was really like. And two, I mean, 
girlfriend has bought houses in every damn city. They do these franchises to try to get on for years. And we have to talk about Jen Shaw on the next show, too. The fact that this is delayed again and this whole thing with the Chrisleys and what the judge said. I mean, I think Jen is in such trouble. And have you seen all the the stuff coming out about the Chrisleys and what a bully Todd was and and Julie? Well, you know, you know, Todd, I didn't really realize this till this all came out. You know, Todd has an older son from a previous relationship. Yeah. That son and a woman have a child together, which is the granddaughter that they've kind of adopted. Chloe. And- I don't know exactly why they adopted Chloe. Why did the parents lose custody of Chloe? Or did they? It's. Uh, I think the husband, the son was like, I don't know if it was drugs, but something to that effect. I think he's got his life together now. The mother has gave a Daily Mail um, interview over the Thanksgiving holiday. And basically she says that Todd and she posts the text, which are a little they're not Todd doesn't come right out and say it but she basically says Todd was like you're gonna lie for me right and she was like no I'm not lying for you and you know apparently she claims that Todd has gone around for years to people and said you know you're gonna lie for us you're gonna do this you're gonna do that and basically she claims that Todd has such a control over all of those kids including Lindsay the one that was estranged from them and then came back into the fold that they all end up sort of falling in line because they're afraid of Todd um which at the show I mean that's his whole thing he's controlling And so anyway, no, she just paints a very dark picture, but I'm still trying to get to the bottom of how they ended up with Chloe, who is now going to be under the care of Savannah. It's, it's very, very, you know, and of course, I mean, I think the kids are now Savannah's coming out and saying, don't judge my parents wait until, you know, everything comes out. It's like, well, what's there left to come out, sweetheart? We've, we've gone through a whole trial. The judge has like asked for the strictest mandate because your parents were so deceitful. I mean, and Todd is saying stuff like, you know, I believe in God and this is all God's plan. It's like, uh, it's like, once again, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. Cause yes, like I've read all the controlling things and they're losing their house. Like you can't say this was based on anything other than just pure greed. You know, yes, does the money add to these shows 100%. But I mean, I do feel like Bethany, Sonia, Luann, I mean, yes, they they were in high society, but I, I feel like Todd is one of those people we would have watched that family regardless. I mean, you know, you got to think when the Kardashians started out, they had no money. I mean, Kim Kardashian was on Sunset at a cupcake joint, you know, giving out free fucking red velvets. Yeah. We would have watched Todd, but- And I think there is something like when you are famous already, if you're based on your wealth, I think it's like the show would go on if you lost your wealth. Like, I think it's interesting when Erica makes comments that she can't keep up with with um, with Diana and even on like Bling Empire, which is all about I mean, We have Kevin Kreider, who's like not multimillionaire who's coming up the ranks. Like, I don't know, like that would have been a storyline for many seasons if Todd lost his money. You know what I mean? Like, but the shows are canceled, Sarah. So although you know that they filmed like 10 episodes that they're still going to show before they're going to show that somehow they think. Empire was canceled? No, no, no. The uh, Chrisleys. They they like filmed 10 episodes. Oh. So I think we're going to get to see it at some point, but it's all they've a also lie. Restitution, you know? 
They've also got to pay a lot back. Okay, I have to love you and leave I know. You. We're going to follow the Sarah Fraser show. We're going to follow Behind the Velvet Rub. We're going to talk in a few days. I love you dearly, and I can't wait. Love you. Bye, David. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.